to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One night I actually had a visitation outside of my window. She was particularly scary. She didn't feel positive to me. She had a very scary looking face. Even the way she conducted herself in spirit outside of my home was very eerie. She was basically looking through my window and basically I just didn't engage. I said, I'm not interested. I'm not talking to you. I had my small freak out and I'm not going to to communicate with you. And she didn't come back. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. Haley is a self-described sensitive. This means she can hear and see spirits. Sometimes it's nice and can help those grieving connect. But sometimes it's terrifying. Either way, Haley wouldn't change a thing. Hayley, welcome to The Deep. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm a little bit nervous because (laughs) (laughs) I am a really big scaredy cat when it comes to spirits and ghosts. And this is your world in which you work in. Can you tell us, I mean, you're a psychic medium, but I like to coin you as the ghostbuster. Can you tell (laughs) us what you do with Haunted Down Under? Okay, so I'm part of an all-girl paranormal investigation group um, and I am the sensitive um, of of the girls, so I'm a a psychic medium. I call myself a sensitive. So basically I'm a walking, talking piece of equipment. (laughs) When you say that, does that mean you sense them, you see them, you connect with the ghosts and spirits? Yeah, that's correct. So I have... um, multifaceted abilities, but predominantly I hear them mostly. Um, I don't often get full body apparitions all the time um, or visitations all the time, but I do definitely hear them talking. So um, an example is we'll be in a location and I'll be able to hear them whispering to me and I can actually tell them what I'm hearing and then we see if it's recorded on a recorder. So, yeah, I essentially hear them. This is so (laughs) wild. So you're saying that people call you up, they call the Ghostbuster hotline and they say, Hayley and team, something's not right here. Something feels funky. Can you come out? You and how many girls go? 
So um, we don't actually do any private investigations with Haunted Down Under, though I have done them before. Um, but we go to haunted locations seeking them out um, and, wow. and we go in and um, see if we can pick up evidence of spirit. So are there just, I mean, we've heard this over the years, but are there just really densely haunted spaces in different towns and cities? Well, yeah, absolutely. For me, everywhere is haunted, but there definitely is um, specific locations all around Australia that you can go to that have um, very active um, amount of spirit. So you can head on in and you're hopefully guaranteed to hear something or maybe see something. When did your abilities begin? So I've always been sensitive since I was a, a child. Um, so as far back as I can remember, I would get visitations, hear voices, um, you know, sometimes see apparitions. Um, so, yeah, it goes back as far as I can remember. So I think one of my oldest experiences would have been maybe eight years old laying in bed and I, a girl used to visit me often and whisper to me in the night and um, I was quite frightened, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is how do you harness it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like if people can just come willy-nilly and talk to you, how do you not go crazy? Essentially, as I'm getting older, I find it a little bit easier to disconnect from spirit. So obviously, if I'm in my everyday working environment, I'm not actively trying to listen to spirit. Mind you, I have had visitations at work, um, but I'm finding it easier to switch off. However, at nighttime, when I'm trying to sleep, I find it very difficult to switch off. Is this an everyday thing for you? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Well, mostly, yes. Um, some days, obviously, I'm busy with life and I don't tune in. But, other, yeah, essentially it is an everyday thing. They visit me when they, when they like. That just feels, that feels very um, overwhelming and intimidating for me personally, just that you're kind of accessible, you know, yeah. and in your home. So within homes, do spirits just dwell there that have a relationship with that home or are you saying that they can come from wherever and visit you? So I kind of liken it to being in a dark room um, and you've got a light on somewhere, you've, you're carrying a torch, anything that's attracted to light will come and, and essentially seek it out. So um, that's kind of what it's like for me. I guess I look at it like I'm the light in a room. Um, they know I can communicate. So they try to communicate with me. Obviously, they're not here you know, all night long, just a whole bevy of people standing around the bed trying to communicate with me, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they essentially find me in a room and if they, they know I'm sensitive, they'll come talk to me. And this is the interesting thing is you have a very corporate day job. You are not typically on paper very woo-woo. Is this a, a strange element to your life like when you meet people and you and they notice something about you is this something that you try to keep to yourself or um no so essentially probably about five years ago now four or five years ago now um I started actively using my abilities anyone that has known me and grown up with me or family members they know I've always been a bit sensitive anyway um but I definitely don't hide it I don't tell clients that um, that is one of my abilities um, and I certainly don't at work sort of advertise it as such. Um, mind you, it does come in handy at times judging people. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't actively advertise it at work and, but I'm also not afraid to, to tell people that I am a sensitive. I mean, there's a lot of stigma behind 
you know, psychic mediums and those mm. sorts of things. Um, and I'm definitely not your typical psychic medium. Um, I, you know, don't walk around chanting with crystals. <laughs> um, I am just sensitive. So, yeah. Because <laughs> it's an interesting phrase, being a sensitive. I've never actually heard it that way. I've heard clairvoyant, psychic, medium, but never a sensitive. So what you're saying is there is less of a barrier between you and spirit. Yes, I guess that's a really good way of looking at it. So the way I see it is that um, I have abilities. Um, you can class them as psychic or medium, etc. For myself, I'm still learning about them. And for me, it just means that I am sensitive to them. So yes, there is less of a barrier between me and spirit. So with your, did have you wanted to make a living out of this? Because it sounds like you know, there lots of people do. You have your day job and then you do Haunted Down Under. What is Haunted Down Under? Is that like you just go to haunted spots with groups and discuss things? So we have like a paranormal TV show. So we've recorded uh, one season. Um, basically, it's four girls. We were all interested in the paranormal. And um, we basically seek out locations that we can go in and investigate and see if we can find evidence um, to present um, sort of on an entertainment based scenario so it's basically to make episodes so yeah we all got an interest in the in the paranormal it's a great hobby to have um and yeah we enjoy going out to the locations and seeing what we can pick up and then have you thought about leaving your day job and then doing you know private work I've done a little bit of private work as a medium um and a psychic I don't want to quit my day job because I find it really heavy to be reading people all the time. I find it's, it yeah. takes a bit of a toll on you a, a little bit. Um, so I do some private readings for one or two people that I know personally, but I don't like to charge for the service as well. So for me, I, I wouldn't quit my day job. I'd prefer to do it um, as something that I enjoy doing um, rather than a, a job itself. So if there is an urgent message from one of these visitors that and you don't know who it's for or are they quite specific they're like it's for john uh adams that lives on smith street and i need you to tell him <laughs> like how do you you know what i mean because if they're yeah. kind of open and they're trying to communicate messages for me i know so to give you an example i actually caught an uber um recently and i got in the car with this uber driver lovely man um and to describe it, I just I just know. So I know this specific person I'm picking up on relates to that person. For me, it's just, a, I guess, a knowing. Um, mm. They certainly don't visit me and say, hey, I need you to go down the street <laughs> to number yes. 12 and, you know, deliver this message. Um, but I know I can tell very clearly who that message is, is for. So you get in the Uber and you go to your, your driver, oh, sorry, Susie's just um in the car with us like <laughs> yeah. what happened like what how did you know because some people are very shut off yeah yeah so um I got in the car and I seen a young girl or I felt that it was a young girl when I say see I felt I knew mm -hmm. um and I I had it in in my mind I seen her putting her hand on this gentleman's shoulder anyway we got into conversation during the car trip and I didn't want to outly say you know, hey, I'm a sensitive and this is what I'm picking up. I don't often do that with people. I don't think it's a nice thing to do. Mm. Um, so I sort of kept it to myself. But we got into this conversation and during the conversation, he told me that his daughter had actually um, committed suicide. 
And I said, well, look, I don't mean to frighten you, um, but I am a sensitive and this is what I'm picking up. She's here. She's got a hand on your shoulder. I could tell what she looked like. Um, And we had this really amazing conversation. So sometimes in a weird way, it's like, I think I had to get in that particular car at that particular moment and deliver that message. It's almost like serendipitous. Like, yeah, it was like I was meant to be there at that time to tell that gentleman that specific thing. Did did she have messages for him? Well, to me, the hand on his shoulder was saying that um, I'm here with you. Um, and during conversation, he told me that he felt like he'd let his daughter down um, for for you know a numerous amount of reasons, and I and for me the message was that she was still here with him and that she was travelling mm-hmm. with him in the car wherever he goes. Um, and it was really nice to know that like she had her hand on on his shoulder. And after the conversation, and I told you know we'd spoken about what I picked up and about her. He just said to me, he said, you know, you have no idea how much comfort that has brought me. Um, and he said, it's like, sometimes I know she's in the car with me, but, but yeah, he, he said, um, he said, just said it was amazing how much comfort it brought him. Say for example, like I have definitely felt in houses and, that I've lived in energies and I've even to the point where I can see in my mind what the energy would look like, but I don't know if I'm making it into a visual, right? Yeah. So um, I lived in this house in New Zealand. It was definitely haunted. There was an old man in one room and there was a little boy that just stood in the hallway. And um, I really didn't want to be involved <laughs> with the whole thing. <laughs> and I tried to make it like I got the house blessed and cleansed and all of the things. Yeah. But it felt like those people belonged there. Um, yes. When have because I know you're not really um working as such or t- doing um private work but have you ever even just for friends tried to move people along yes I have so I've had a few friends say to me look I've got this you know spirit in my house um you know can you come and try and move it on um for me I don't I find clearing something for me I find it difficult to get my head around um because I don't feel like sometimes you can move them on. I think if they're connected to a home, then they're going to stay there. So, yeah, I I don't really believe as such or not believe, I don't really feel connected with clearing homes because I know that they don't really move on because that's where they want to be. Does that make sense? Yes. And then someone else told me via another psychic that she was travelling it's like Melbourne or something and she's based in Sydney and a spirit connected to her, like attached yeah. and came home with her and yeah. then was in the home. Is that a thing? Yes. So I have been to locations um, and sometimes prior to going to locations, I've had visitations at my home from, you know, from spirit that I'm actually going to that location to meet. Um, and yes, afterwards they've come home. So for example, I've been um, to a particularly spooky location um, and that night I woke up and that spirit was in the room with me. So let's dive into this, the scary, right? The, the maybe less welcomed uh, spirits. Yes. How do you manage them? So I try not to engage with them. So um, an example of which is one night I actually had a visitation outside of my window. She was particularly scary. She didn't feel 
positive to me. She had a very scary looking face. Even the way she conducted herself in spirit outside of my home was very eerie. She was basically looking through my window. And basically, I just didn't engage. I said, I'm not interested. I'm not talking to you. I had my small freak out and I'm not going to to communicate with you. And she didn't come back. Was that out loud or is that in your mind? Out loud. (laughs) Okay. Does she get off on you being scared? I don't know if that was her intention. Um, To me, it felt like she was asking me to let her in. If that sounds strange, it's because it is, but it felt like she was kind of saying, open your door and let me in. And that's when I was like, I'm absolutely not going to let that happen. Then does she like linger? No, she went. I haven't seen her since, thankfully. (laughs) Oh, So this is the thing, right? It's a double-edged sword is you can have, like in life, there are great people and not so great people. It's exactly the same in spirit. Yeah. Does that then keep you on your toes if you're being visited every day? Yeah, it does. Sometimes I still get frightened. So certain spirit like will have a more heavier vibe or also upsetting, you know, sometimes a spirit might feel really upset and really distressed. Um, And so those times, yeah, I guess I get you know, obviously then I get nervous and have my guard up. Or if I have a visitation like that for a couple of weeks later, I'm, you know, still a little bit frightened. Yeah. Um, But no, because I can't, I I try to just block those type of spirit out where I can. Okay. Is spirit here to have their final message or have their final connection so they can move on? Or do some spirits just love hanging out freaking out humans. (laughs) I think every, I think spirits connected to where, wherever, whomever they're connected to. And I think that's why they hang around. They, you know, for whatever reason, they say, for example, an elderly woman, she might not want to leave her home, even in in spirit, that's her home. So she's not going to (laughs) leave. That's going to, that's her, that's her safe spot. So she's going to stay there. (laughs) So what do you say then to people that have someone in their home that doesn't want to move on? Are you like, well, you're going to have to leave because Arnie Mary is not leaving. Well, I, I would encourage them to try to get someone who can move the spirit on, um, you know, or, or give them strategies to basically make them feel more comforted. Um, I definitely think, you know, there is some mediums out there with probably better abilities than me um, and maybe they can move them on um, a little bit more readily than than I could. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage them to seek out some some support or some help. Sometimes, Sometimes with spirit, they just have to get a message across. Once the message is across, they'll become less active. That's, you know, so if, if whatever message they have to get out, they'll become less active. And what are some of those strategies that you just mentioned that from your end before they go and seek somebody um, else? Some people can try, you know, um, you can you can buy sage, you can try sage in your home, um, asking the spirit, look, you know, you're frightening me, can you please move on? Um, those types of things. Um yeah, that would be the starting blocks. I mean, I certainly don't think every um, body that has a spirit in their home needs to go and seek out like a paranormal investigation group to come in and try, you know, investigate and those sorts of things. I certainly wouldn't encourage that. I would just say, look, reach out, you know, see if you can find a medium that can move them on and have have that conversation with them. You know, what do you need? How can I help? And and you need to quieten down because the, the current owner's unhappy with you in the home all the time. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have you heard about, this is a bit out there, have you heard about ghosts having sex with people? Look, I've, I've heard people talk about it. I've never had that experience myself. Because <laughs> that's, um, I've heard about this and I'm thinking, because can you feel, can you physically, I mean, feel them touch you? Uh, I have, yes. So I felt, um, you know, hands on my shoulder or, you know, someone touching my hair. So you definitely can feel them. I don't know about whether um, they would be able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but yes, I definitely okay. can feel them. <laughs> okay, but it hasn't happened to you. That's good. No, no. Um, does any of it feel intuitive, like when you're going to a, a location that's scary does it ever like come up for you that not today, let's not go there, that's too dangerous? Like, no. Uh, I definitely get the vibe sometimes. So we'll go to a location and it's almost like don't go in there. Like that that feeling like you know it's quite a heavy location, like it's got, you know, a lot of things going on in there. Definitely get those vibes. But really, you, you know, anyone that's into the paranormal, essentially you you swallow and you walk on in the door because you enjoy investigating. <laughs> you're, you're kind of open to whatever is there. You're open to the experience. Yeah. So I, I, I quite enjoy it. I like being able to marry up what I sense and pick up on um, with actual equipment-based evidence. So, um, you know, trying to marry, get EVPs, for example, if I've heard something and we can get it on an EVP recording, uh, voice recorder, then I, I love that experience of going, well, you know, it's kind of like my own self-validation of going like I'm definitely picking this up and we're able to pick it up as well. It's, you know, I find it really exciting. So, you know, when they use the equipment, because I've seen it on, um, you know, Jack Osborne does like a similar show. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds ha- like hard to understand, like, hello, you know, like that. Do you think people that are looking for a scary experience will just believe whatever it is? Or do you think that those recordings are legitimate I definitely think skepticism is a good thing to have. I think that some people definitely could use equipment incorrectly and, um, you know, think that they're picking up certain audio or whatnot coming out. Say, for example, if you've got a, um, oh, I can't remember the name, but see, I'm not an equipment person. There's there's actually a piece of equipment we use that you can plug in and it basically plays sort of white noise and you try to hear, see if it picks up anything through yes. those. Yeah, yeah those types right. of pieces of equipment. But um. There definitely would be people where they they would probably try to hear things that probably aren't there, but that's why it's it's good to go in with experienced investigators or or people who have a healthy amount of skepticism. Like Nadine um, Gray, she, one of the girls that in Horner Down Under, she is actually um, a total skeptic, and it's great having her because she says no, that's definitely not a voice or that's definitely not this because it's actually interference, etc. So it's good to have like a good healthy skeptic on the team to sort of you know, say, no, that's definitely not something this is. <laughs> Do you ever not want to have this gift? Um, no, I I love it. I actually have learnt to 
live well obviously I have to live with it I don't have a choice so no I wouldn't want to get rid of it I I think it's a really great gift to have because when you do have instances where you can give someone a you know a message for example the the Uber driver it's such a nice feeling to say to give them something that gives them hope or makes them happy so no I wouldn't want to get rid of the gift at all can you pick up things via phone Mm, sometimes how do you know so sometimes just communication, whether I have like um, a feeling or I'll get sometimes snapshots in my mind. Um, sometimes I'll also hear voices. Obviously, it's hard to hear anything with my headset on, but um, I just, how to explain it is when I know, I know. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I had, um, I interviewed John Edwards once yeah. and he, and I, I was like, so is anybody coming through? And he was like, no, no one's coming through for you. And I was like, you sure? He's like, do you have someone that has passed, but are you guys on good terms? Like, have you got closure? Have you, are you in a good place together? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, generally his visitors come to make amends or to pass on messages. So do you feel like different mediums, psychics, sensitives channel or are different portals for different messages or connections I think essentially it's all the same thing so you know they all are picking up on spirit but I guess some have better skills than others you know some are are, are much more able to connect clearly I don't think there's any differentiation between types of messages I think they're all generally the same it's all spirit you know communicating but yeah maybe their abilities differ so maybe they are more able to see someone and give a better description, et cetera. So I guess it's an individual sensitive, how they're viewing their abilities or how they perform their abilities. I think that would differ, but not the message itself. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's like your self-perception, you know. I see something differently to how someone else does. So I think every psychic's got their own abilities and the way they use them differently. And do you have a partner? Yes, I do. And do you live with them? Yes, I live with my husband. And how is that then <laughs> in the middle of the night when you're like, no, no, Sharon, no, I'm not letting you in. <laughs> Leave me alone, no. Sharon. <laughs> yes. Like what is that like for um, you? He's used to it actually. Um, it's taken many, many years for him to get used to it, but now he's sort of used to it. So I'll wake up some nights and I'll say something or um, I get sleep paralysis a lot. Um and he's now gotten very used to that when I'm having a moment of that. He, he knows to jump up and actually shake me to wake me up. Um, so, but, yeah, when I'm yelling at spirit or something's going on, you know, he's he basically is like, what was that? Or he'll actually get scared sometimes. He'll know if I'm kind of frightened. He'll get up and turn the light. What is it? Where is it? <laughs> so, oh, Does it feel disruptive? Uh, yeah, it can be disruptive sometimes, especially when you're trying to sleep. But he's had experiences just sleeping next to me. I mean, he's actually a – it sounds really strange to say, but he's actually – quite skeptic he's quite a skeptic himself so um but you know he's had experiences being with me like uh someone whispering his ear or touching him in his sleep and he'll wake up and go oh my god someone just touched me (laughs) so I want to go back to the sleep paralysis because do you think that's connected I don't know but and can you explain what that is sorry first so essentially um I will wake up but I can't move my body at all and I can't speak and it's it's the weirdest feeling. It's like you're trapped, almost like you're paralyzed, but you can, but you can see. So it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest feeling. And I just can't, it takes me a while to come out of it. Hubby knows I'm doing it when I, cause I'll actually like 
try to yell out for him, but it's like I can't say the words. I just moan. And he knows now when he hears the moaning to give me a good shake to wake me up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But does anything come to you or happen to you or is that just a separate kind of experience? I don't know. So I kind of think it might be spirit-related um, or I, I don't actually know. I can't say I've ever really had um, – you know, it's not someone lying on me, for example. I've definitely heard voices while I've had sleep paralysis. Um, so, yeah, I think it's somewhat sleep-related. I'm not really sure. I'm still trying to work it out. <laughs> and who gives you guidance then with all of this, you know, otherworldly stuff? So I have a lot of friends um, that are sensitive or people that um, have a different abilities. So um, one of my really um, – one one of I'd say she's my mentor, Nikki, Um She's amazing. She, I talk to her about some of my experiences and she will give me feedback or, you know, say this is what it is or, you know, these types of things. So I guess having her as a bit of a guiding light, um, particularly when I was starting to get into the paranormal industry with it and actually trying to mm. physically, you know, go to locations and pick things up, she'd give me a lot of good guidance there. Yeah, because I feel like you would kind of need to harness it and learn about it. You would feel so yeah, potentially like strung out if you didn't have someone to kind of help guide you? Yeah, it, it definitely can give you a sense of burning out. Um, we call it the paranormal hangover. But, um, yeah, without her, I think sometimes in the beginning I would have been very, very lost, I think, initially starting up. And just, you know, even her telling me like, go ground yourself, you know, if you're feeling like overwhelmed by it, you know, go outside, put your feet on the ground and ground yourself, like take your shoes off, stand on the ground, things like that. I think it's even, it just brings you back to yourself. You're like, okay, calm down. This is what it is, you know, and sort of it, it just, yeah, it essentially grounds you and calms you down. So do you, have you ever had message or spirit talk to you about that or is that just something separate? Yeah, like I'm wondering how much of this do you get to benefit from? I don't have spirit talking to me about that type of thing, but um, I do benefit from having these abilities because not only am I a medium, I'm also a bit of a psychic as far as I can, and clairvoyant, I can kind of pick things up about people. So the benefit for me is people. So I will meet someone and I will know a lot about them really quickly. Like whether I like them, I get a good sense of who they are. Sometimes I pick up what they're going through. So that's where it benefits me one-on-one -on -one with people because I can pick things up without mm. them telling me. I want to ask then, your family, is this inherited? Um, I think some abilities are inherited. That's my my view on things. My grandmother was a bit sensitive, um, I believe. She had a, few, a bit of an insight on, you know, the weather and things like that, but there was never any active speaking of, you know, she had any sensitive abilities or anything like that. Um, I do think it's a bit inherited. I think my other sister, Kayla, has a bit of ability as well, but she is very much not interested in going there. So she definitely picks up spirit. And I definitely think my nieces both um, are a bit sensitive too. So can you then, if you're given the gift, shut it off, like force yeah. it? Yeah. So um, just don't, I just basically don't engage. So if I'm, for example, at work, sometimes there is a woman that is in our office. She's often visits there um, and she'll talk to me, Hayley, Hayley, and she'll try to sort of communicate. I just go, I just, turn it off. I literally just go, I'm not, I don't even engage. I don't think about it. I don't turn my attention or ask anything or anything like that. I just literally keep focusing and keep going with on with my job. So there's definitely an ability to do that. Um, you can switch off if you need to by just simply not engaging. That's so fascinating. I really appreciate you sharing this world with us. Is there an experience that has really touched you? 
Definitely. Um, so probably the most profound experience I've ever had was actually um, my poppy. So he passed away um, many, many years ago now. I think I was in my early 20s. And um, I about a day later after he passed away, I was obviously very upset. And I, I, before I went to bed, I was saying, God, I just if I just have one more chance to see you, just one more visit, you know, what I would do, what I would do. And I fell asleep and I woke up and he was standing next to my bed in a grey suit um, smiling at me. And I thought, oh, okay, am I seeing things? And I rubbed my eyes and he and I, he was basically, uh, you know, 10 centimetres from my face smiling at me. So that was probably the most profound and touching experience for me because I did get to have my last one last mm-hmm. time with Poppy before he, he left. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And so lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was. And- you know, like not many people get to experience that. So it was it was a really beautiful, beautiful thing. Our final question on the deep is who are you when no one's watching? Um, I am a deep thinking TV series watching hermit. <laughs> so I'm always generally, I love TV, I love movies, I love books. So I'm just generally at home in my private time, being quiet, reading a book or watching something I enjoy watching on TV. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 